Hey, welcome to the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, so grateful that you have taken time out of your day uh, to make time for the podcast, wherever it is that you are or whatever it is that you're busy with. Um, the mere fact that you deem this podcast worthy of your ears and your attention uh, is a great honor and a privilege to me. And I do genuinely hope that it helps you to thrive in life as well as in your faith. And uh, today I have an old friend, uh, a special guest. I know I say that about most guests, but... Uh, <laughs> this is a guy who you, you kind of keep, you keep your ace up your sleeve uh, when you do podcasts of really great interviews <laughs> uh, that you know are to come. Uh, and Jade, Jade Botter is my guest today. And he's one of those guys where I'm like, man, get your notebook out, slow down enough because he's about to drop some great bars. So Jade, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Appreciate it hugely. I think I, I got worried. You invite someone to be your best man at, at, at your wedding. You assume you'll be the first guest on the podcast, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Whatever episode we're at now, I'm happy to be here. Uh, man, no, look, uh, like I said, you, you're the ace up the sleeve. I'm like, sure, we need to get Jade in at the right time of the year. We need to make sure that uh, people are ready for what he's about to drop. So uh, very grateful for your time. I'm fine. I'm really grateful for you jumping on the podcast. Um, but I obviously know you very well. You and I go way back, but people don't. So if you could give us a brief intro into who Jade Barter is uh, so that we can get going. Sure. So obviously my name is Jade Terence Barter, born, raised in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, kind of obviously grew up a kingdom kid, uh, grew up around incredible guys like Reams who maybe weren't so incredible back then. And <laughs> we've been able to grow old and, and learn and kind of journey through life. And yeah, I think it, God has always been in the picture for me. Um, he's always defined what, what life is. And I've always had this battle of what does it look like? Um, yeah, I, obviously as a kingdom kid, you grow up kind of amongst uh, the church and then trying to fit into the world. So I've kind of had this conflicting battle since then of, man, how do I, how do I make this journey mine? Uh, couple of years on at, at 20 odd years old, I moved down to Durban to be closer to my girlfriend, now wife, Shelly. And that kind of really, obviously I moved for love, but really it, it helped me. And man, this journey is now God and I, there's no the Johannesburg Church of Christ that I grew up in. There's no mom and dad. There's no disciples that I was comfortable, happy with. It was, man, how do I figure this journey out with God? And it's been exciting and a privilege. I've been here now nearly five years, I think it is. And yeah, time, time flies, but it's kind of a little bit of me and, and how I got you to today. Sure. Dude, crazy. Five years in Derbs. Okay, we, we'll mm -hmm. get there. I'm sure we'll get there in the, in the conversation. Um, but yeah, you, you, like you said, you grew up in church. We obviously grew up in the same church uh, for many years. And I just... Give us the, the brief story. How did you kind of end up making a personal decision to follow Jesus and become a disciple? Man, that's a, it's a hard question because I guess you, you'll expose a lot of who I, I am. Um, but I am very much a people pleaser. Uh, mm. Very much want everyone to feel like I, they love me and that um, they accept me or approve of me. Um, obviously growing up in in the church I wanted that for everyone there mm -hmm. at school I wanted that from everyone there um, so a lot of kind of my story and and my journey with God and and still today I'm trying not to get too emotional but it's just this feeling of awe for the kingdom and its people sure. I think as a people pleaser I've learned you cannot please everyone mm -hmm. and no matter how hard I try no matter how much I try there's, there's always someone that's disappointed. There's always someone that maybe doesn't even like me. Um, but I love that in God's kingdom, we get this raw, honest, I, I don't have to really please anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I can be me. I can bring all of me. And, and I'm able to, in that way, feel so connected, so honored um, as someone who's very high performance in that people pleasing, mm -hmm. that man, God just wants Jade. People yeah. in, in the church just want Jade and I can bring that. And so I think really have had to fight to learn that. It's still a journey for me to learn. Sure. Um, but, but kind of 
through these people, I've, I've learned, man, who God is in, in his grace and his love for, for Jade. And again, I feel in awe of that. To me, there's no, there's not much more I need to figure out in terms of, am I going to keep fighting for this? Am I going to believe in God and stay and remain faithful? It's like, God gives me this incredible love and these incredible people. It's, Mm. it's just an honor to be on this journey. Sure. And, and so if, if we kind of talk about the people pleasing side, uh, you know, why, why do you feel like that's the thing for you? I know everybody has it and we all have it in different shapes and forms. Uh, but sure. for you, is there a reason that you feel like, sure, this is why I actually lean towards people pleaser? I think it's, it's built in. Um, I, it's definitely, it's definitely in my dad and it's brought him a lot of obviously success in, in his career and in, in his life. Um, but kind of, I guess, through watching him, imitating him, Mm. Uh, I, I kind of have this instinct nature that he had and there's a lot of good with it there really is I think a lot of good in seeing my dad and his love and ability to connect with all types of people sure. um, and then I again you, you see the in yourself the bad of hey this is I can't live for this I can't make this my my reason for living so I think oh. kind of seeing how 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 my dad is I, I learned that and I think closely by that is growing up in a church environment growing up as a kingdom kid you feel this pressure you feel this hey man I've got to meet up to a standard here everyone's Mm -hmm. living up my parents uh, family friends of my parents other kids it's this hey we got to live up to some sort of standard and this is what we're living out which is incredible but it's a lot of pressure on on a young kid who's trying to kind of get that that ability to feel approved or, or fit into this, this family. Yeah. And so I think just that kind of fueled this, well, I need, I need to get these people's approval mm. um, and I, I need them to see that, hey, I'm also living out kind of what the Bible's saying. Sure, sure. And so how did you overcome that? How did you overcome the, like, I've got to do this for people versus, man, I've got to do this for God? I wish I could say I've overcome it. <laughs> oh, come on, Jay, think... give us a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think I've learned, uh, and that's, again, a part of a lot of me is, and, and how I grow up and how I'm wired is, I, I want to be great at everything. I want to be perfect. I don't want room for error, and I want to be the best. But to be honest, there's, again, I've learned that that's impossible. Mm. And I think the thing that's helped me is, be raw, honest, vulnerable with yourself and the people around you. And I think through that, I felt the most healing, the most comfort, the most joy and peace with who Jade is Mm -hmm. that, Hey, I don't, I don't have to come across to you or close friends or family as this perfect human. I can come as raw kind of who I am with my sin, with my flaws, and mm-hmm. still be loved. And I think yeah. for me that it's hard to do that, but I find I've learned how rewarding and what a privilege that is to sure. to to be kind of just raw, open, honest, real with the people around me. Sure. And do you do you have specific people where you feel like, okay, this is my stronghold. These are the guys where I can really trust with this true, the truest version of Jade. Um, or do you feel like, man, anybody and anyone can just get Jade and they get the, the most real and authentic version? I think, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult to answer because, again, even the people I'm super close with, my temptation is I want you to still see the good and still like <laughs> me. I don't want you to know that I'm, I'm full of sin and flawed and mm. I want that approval. But I think... Yes, to to answer you, there there have always been guys from again fifteen years old becoming a disciple to now twenty five. Mm-hmm. That there've been guys that I really kind of feel like, hey, this is this is my safe place. This is a place where I can say anything and feel kind of just embrace, love, support, and then be encouraged, challenged, what have you. Um, and so I can think of incredible guys here in Durban with me now, the likes of uh, Andrew, the likes of Lungelo. Mm. And it's, it's, it's just that ability to go to them and, and be like, guys, I, this, this is what I'm struggling with. This yeah. is what I feel. And again, as a people pleaser, seeing that their love, their respect for me doesn't change 
blows my mind. It's like, yeah. man, I just told you I'm struggling with impurity. I just told you I'm, I'm struggling with selfish ambition or this or, and, and, and they have a heart of, Hey, we, we still love you. Nothing changes. And, and this is the encouragement or challenge that they, they give me. So yeah. Yeah, I think, and, and that's taken time. It hasn't happened overnight. I think mm. we've learned from each other. We've had to fight to be more open, vulnerable, and, and ultimately any relationship takes that trust, yeah. um, which has happened in, 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 again, different stages. Sure. Yeah, I think the, the reason I asked that question about the people is because it seems to be a recurring theme on the podcast that people are like, man, uh, having safe people is so important in the journey. Yeah. And obviously with the, with the lens of trying to help young people thrive in life as well as in their faith, I thought, you know, to hear it from you as well, because I know, I mean, obviously we have a very deep, you know, longstanding friendship. Um, yeah. And it is one of those where we can be like, sure, but I don't want to tell anybody this, but this is what's going on. Uh, and I yeah. think, you know, for me, definitely it's been helpful. Um, so it's great to hear that it's also been helpful with you. But something else that you said is that you need to be real, raw, honest, and vulnerable with yourself. I think, you know, the, the community one, the people one is actually a little bit easier to me in my mind yeah. uh, than, yeah. than, being, than being honest with yourself. Um, so what for you, what does kind of being honest with yourself look like? Yeah, again, I think <laughs> a super difficult question sure. as it's something I think I've got. a. There's so much room for growth in this area. Um, but I think since young, uh, kind of what I've learned and what's helped me is just to stop and think. And it sounds, it sounds mundane and normal, but even in school, I question how on earth I passed getting through school. As someone who didn't concentrate, didn't study hard, wouldn't open a, a book before a test. Mm. But the only thing I was great at is I would think. <laughs> and when the questions got asked, I'd think, what does this mean? How do I answer this? What, what could they be looking for? Mm. And so I think with myself, it's, it's taking the time kind of of deep reflection and just asking, Jade, are you doing the things you should be doing? Jade, are you being real and vulnerable with where you at. And I think it's hard and I'm going to try not get emotional so that the, the whole video is me crying or the podcast rather. <laughs> but um, I think even of late, there's been a lot of times where I've had to just take a step back, look in the mirror and be like, man, Jade, are you, are you living this out? Uh, you can speak to people. You can even do a sermon or a lesson, but are you at home when it's you and God living this out? Mm such a simple question but so difficult when you you're sitting alone and you're like man am i am i actually living this out am i connected to god am i being vulnerable with god and honest with myself um yeah i hope that that answers your question yeah it does because what it sounds like is there's there needs to be time in our schedule or time in our rhythm whatever that looks like to be able to really ask yourself ask ourselves the real questions uh, to get vulnerable alone, like you're saying, with God and be like, man, this is who I am. This is what's going on. Uh, and be able to, from there, be able to then take that, I guess, to your safe people is, is what yeah. I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Um, but like you're saying, you know, you're asking yourself these really, these really tough questions. Um, for someone who's a people pleaser, but also wants to be perfect, what happens when the answer isn't yes? Like what happens to you when the answer isn't, yeah, of course I'm doing this perfectly. What, what kind of happens inside of you? So if I'm hearing you correct, if I'm kind of telling someone and, and they're seeing me, hey, Jade, you, you're falling short or you're not doing, doing well. No, when you realize that. So you're saying you take time out uh, to reflect and be like, sure, okay, am I really living this out? Am I really connected to God? I'm preaching, I'm doing all these other things, but am I really living this out? And, but you're a perfectionist. So when you look at it, I'm almost certain you're going to see, sure, I'm falling short. What happens yeah. in those spaces? I love that question because you're feeding into all of me and and obviously I'm, I'm human I go through lows but I think the 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 thing I appreciate that God's built in my DNA with that and maybe this is part of the perfectionism is the understanding that there's there's opportunity to change Sure. And I think obviously we've, we've trained in terms of physically gym growing up mm -hmm. and, and you work out five, six days a week to try put on weight and mass. And I, I still, you, you put on, put in so much work and still people are like, Hey, why, why are you so skinny? Where's all of Jade gone? And you're like, 
do you understand that I'm in the gym four days a week? Yeah. But in my in my build, in my DNA, I'm my mentality is I can do more. Mm. There's something more that I can do, whether it's eat more, train more, whatever it is, there's always more. And so I think the same when when I really question myself, one of the close questions that follows is what am I not doing? What mm. what am I? What is what is Jade not living out the way he should? And and even in some of the toughest situations and things that I've faced in my life and moments where I've been like, man, can I can I be faithful? I've always asked myself, what could I do more? What what could Jade give more to? Um, and I think again, maybe that's not healthy because I'm still like, I, I guess, and, and wait, let me use Paul because Paul says aim for perfection. And so I guess that's my mentality. I'm like, I can still aim for perfection. I might mm. not be there, but it doesn't mean I, I need to stop working yeah. towards the, the change that might need to take place. Yeah, sure. That's actually really good because I, I do think, and I know for varying people, I mean, we definitely got very similar personality types, but that whole idea of like, man, when I see that there's a gap, there's an opportunity to actually grow. Like if yeah. it doesn't stop at, oh man, I'm not doing, I'm not living this out, but there's actually an opportunity to keep, to keep pressing forward and, and kind of keep moving things forward. Um, and I love that you, you quoted Paul there because I think, you know, people need to see that it's biblical oftentimes. So, uh, so that, <laughs> that's really helpful. Um, but, but then, you know, in this, in this journey that you've had with, with God over, over all these years, because I think if I, if I understand correctly, it's about 10 years that you've been kind of trying to follow Jesus faithfully. Um, yeah. What do you feel like is the big thing that you've learned? <sighs> Again, I, I, so many different things and I think it changes. I think one of the things I've, I've struggled with in my journey mm. is the fact that every couple of years I wake up and I'm like, man, have I been missing this? Like, I'm not living out all of these things or, or this means something different. I mean, 15 to 25 is a huge kind of life forming time in, in general. So I think mm -hmm. so much changes in my brain and my build. And, and so I think with that, what I've learned is a really just a deeper appreciation for the kingdom and God's word. Mm -hmm. I think what, what I love is I would read a scripture going, growing up, and I'd be like, oh, cool, I can, I understand what this is, I can live it out, it's encouraging, it's challenging. Mm -hmm. But five, 10 years later, I can read the exact same scripture. And I'm like, man, this means something different to me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think of one of my favorite scriptures is, is Paul again, and he speaks about um, forgetting what's behind in Philippians and striving towards what's ahead. Yeah. And again, from 15 to now 25, that's meant different things. What mm -hmm. it looks like to strive in different situations is completely different. So yeah. God's word, his people, his kingdom is always relevant and always exciting. It's always a journey. You know me, I, I love life to the full. I love yeah. John 10, what we get. And so when I'm when I read the same scripture, I'm like, man, this means something different to me now. This this looks different in my life. That excites me and encourages me that uh, God is always journey, like walking through life with me, it, no matter what life phase or, or what I'm going through. Sure, dude, I dig it. And, and again, I think because I know uh, a lot of your story, I feel like that that is totally you. Like there is a <laughs> there is just a your rooms. Have you have you checked this passage? Like. And it's like, yeah, JD, you know, we've spoken about that passage before, but, but there is a sense of in each season, some of those passages might be different, but there is a, there's a freshness for you in each yeah. season that you go through. Um, and I know one of the, the big seasons that you've been through, and you spoke about it a little bit in the brief kind of description you gave us of yourself, was this like moving for love, you know, leaving, <laughs> leaving the mom and dad, the comfort of home. Uh, to go and pursue, you know, your your then girlfriend, now wife. So it worked, yep. which is yep. <laughs> good news. It's a success. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was tricky there for some seasons, I remember. But uh, <laughs> um, but but you tell tell me about that. Like, how did you end up in a place where you know? I know you and Shelly were dating, and you were a young dude, and you looked at your life and you thought, sure, I want to be closer to this girl, and so I'm going to move. Like, how did you how did you make that decision, and what were you feeling as you as you kind of made that trip? Yeah. Um, this is the, the one thought that I definitely kind of have been thinking through in, in my life in general and has definitely applied 
kind of the last even couple months and decisions I've have, had to make mm-hmm. through genuinely seeking advice, seeking counsel, speaking to people around me, praying, taking time to reflect. Mm-hmm. God has made like abundantly clear what my decision should be. And I remember even, even as a kid, I think I, I spoke about this, that often we pray and, and we have this idea of how God's going to answer, mm-hmm. but then he, he doesn't generally answer exactly what our thoughts, our expectation is. But for me in my life, he's always answered regardless. Sure. And so even in, even in that, and in fact, I remember, I think it was one of the, the, the camps in Joburg and I sat down with you and you asked the same question. You said, Jade, how are you feeling at that stage flight? Like everything was booked. I'm ready to move, sure. starting to pack. I was leaving off the camp and you're like, how are you feeling? And I remember my response being the only thing I know is this is God leading me to go there. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know how our relationship is going to go. I don't know about mm-hmm. anything else, but the fact that God is calling me to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think trusting that, walking through that, God made clear at any and every stage what, what needed to happen. And specifically with how to pursue Shelly, my now wife, how to when was the right time to be engaged or even get married decisions that needed to be made last year in COVID in a global pandemic and we couldn't have this dream wedding for me things were simple and no God is calling us to this so what it looks like whatever happens is is fine and and I trust that he will work it out got you so how does God lead? Because I'm guessing, unless you have, and if you have, this is going to be a really cool interview. But I'm guessing God doesn't like pick up the phone or say something in your prayer time. I wish. All right, Jay, turn left. <laughs> like, okay, I'm turning left. <laughs> so, so yeah, how do, you, how do you know, how do you sense, man, this is where God is leading me towards? Because I yep. think there's a lot of young people who probably are listening to this podcast at some point and thinking, sure, I don't know what God is leading me to. I don't know what direction to go to. Um, yeah. So how do, you, how do you kind of discern that? I think I'll, I'll, there's two answers. Number one, I'll answer because it's the harder one for Jade, mm-hmm. but it's patience. I think, again, nearly 10 years on, I've prayed a lot of prayers. I've walked through, through different life situations and different feelings and emotions with God and, and prayed and through it, not understood it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean like, I, I'm, in fact, if you heard maybe a lot of those prayers, you'd be like, Jesus is one of the most unfaithful humans on the planet, but I'm raw. I'm like, God, how, how can I trust you in this? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not seeing answers. I'm not seeing you working. I'm not seeing what you promise. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and so I think, but again, just, consistent in terms of I'm going to keep running to you God this doesn't make sense it's it's maybe frustrating me and just roll with that emotion but not stop praying through what it looks like Mm. not stop praying through whatever it is in my journey or or where I'm at and so I think the patience to allow God to work and he's worked again I'm 25 now in in all these past 10 years and more because I really do believe God's worked way past just just my 25 years, seeing him work in my parents and where I could have been. Um, and, and that's a whole nother story, but just the faithfulness of, and, and that's what it, that's what faithfulness, again, it's, these things are so simple, but we don't trust in them and truly live them out. I mean, it's sure. believing something you don't see. Obviously that's going to be hard. Obviously that's going <laughs> to yeah. take time and it's a journey. And so I think for me, it's just the patience to let God work. And he's always answered me in incredible ways. And then number two, I'm not scared to be, bring my emotion, bring the rawness, but mm-hmm. then also tell God, Hey God, I like today. I need you. I need you to show me something. And I've been hugely specific days. Mm-hmm. And when, I was praying about wanting to, to be married to Charles. I would pray, God, butterflies is, is, is my wife's thing. So yeah. as long as, as she's kind of lived, butterflies has been her sign from God and mm. just an encouragement for her. And she sees them and she's like, hey, that's, that's God just showing me he loves me. So yeah. I stole that and I was like, God, show me butterflies so that I know that Shelly is the one for me. Make yeah. it clear that, 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 that you are here and that this is from you. And again, like 
there are days I prayed that and I saw no butterflies. And I was like, God, oh, man, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do I do? But I think, again, continuing to pray in that and trust God will answer in his times. And, mm -hmm. and so much so, Reems, that on, on the day I was deciding what ring to buy, and I was deep in prayer and I was figuring out, man, is this, is this amount too much? <laughs> is, is this amount a healthy amount of money to spend on a ring? And I said, God, make it abundantly clear to me by showing me butterflies today. And I saw physical butterflies. I parked behind a car that had a shade. And I've never seen this since. A, a shade kind of cloth with a butterfly in, in kind of ink on it. Yeah. And then I, I was having a cup of coffee. Uh, a woman walked past with the biggest butterfly tattoo on, on her back. Sure. And so things like that. I was like, man, that I, I think, again, really tr don't. I trust that that's not coincidence. There's no ways I see a random shade cloth. I see a random with, with the biggest butterfly I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, and that too, and this is, sorry, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here. No, you're good. <laughs> that too, I love how God come, has always come down to me. You know me and, and anyone that knows me knows that cause is my thing. I love cause. I love seeing them, hearing them, researching them. Mm -hmm. And so I've prayed at very specific times. God, show me my favorite Polo GTI. And in fact, show me it with a GP number plate that passes me today to, sure. so that I know that this is where you're directing me. And again, there comes a GTI in Durban with a yeah. Gauteng plate. And yeah. I'm like, man, like that's not chance. There's no, there's no ways that these things just happen. Yeah. And so I think, again, really like trusting God, running to them. Again, in the Bible, we see people who are raw. Yeah. We see people who are like, man, I can't trust you, God. Oh, I'm tired of like trusting your will and your plan for my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think just constantly bringing that to God, but asking him to, to make it clear why he's directing us where he is. Sure. Yeah. Dude, I love that. And, and I, I'm like, um, sure, it, it inspires and encourages me to get back to that place. Because I do think, yeah. like you say, these things aren't coincidence. And I look at you and Charles and I'm like, man, you guys got married uh, in the middle of a pandemic. And actually yeah. your wedding was really beautiful. You know, like there were, yeah. 40, I think there were 14 of us or what have you. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those experiences where, you know, uh, don't tell my mom, but, you know, Fali and I are like, sure, it would be nice. Like, this is, this is, this is, this is so, so cool. It's so intimate, right? Yeah. And so somehow in God's kindness and he's, you know, and, and he's answering of your life, I feel like there's this trajectory of, it hasn't been easy, but man, yep. oh man, has God's faithfulness always shunned through. Um, but dude, tell me quickly about marriage, man. How's, how is that? What are you, <laughs> what are you learning? I know it's, it's, uh, it's one year here in a couple, couple of days. Yeah. What day? Next next Sunday, I believe it is. <laughs> Sunday the nineteenth. Goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah. So so tell me quickly about that. How's that going? Yeah. Uh, again, loaded question. <laughs> um, uh, I think I'm the thing. One here. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> We, we are so happy. I think that's, that's the most important thing. We are so happy to be together, um, to do life together, to be able to learn together, make decisions together, just be together as uh, mm. people who, have, who were each other's first kiss, who mm. were kind of each other's first real relationship. Like just to be together and experience what God has given us is and has been an honor for us. Mm -hmm. And then I think with that, it's just learning that life is life's hard. Yeah, I think that's something we've all all learned kind of this year period mm -hmm. is life is difficult. Life will throw you a lot of different things. And so often we, we've kind of had to sit and just remind ourselves that, man, there's a lot going on, but we're not fighting each other. We're in this together. Mm -hmm. We have the joy, the privilege of walking through life together. And I think that's, that's really for me been, been an honor through sure. the health challenges or the life challenges or things that we're facing. It's like, man, we've, we've got each other. I've got my best friend every day to, to walk through life with me. And, and again, that's an honor. It's a privilege. It takes work at times. It takes being intentional. Um, but again, such a privilege and an honor to be with ultimately your, your, your person mm. every single day. Sure. Now, very cool. Very, very cool. And, and I think I am, um, I love hearing like young, especially young guys 
speak so fondly of marriage because I think unfortunately the world's picture of marriage mm-hmm. is you know what you see on Modern Family and, and shows like that where the husbands are checked out not really enjoying yeah. it the wives are nagging them what have you um, and I know it's early days I mean you know even for us we, yeah. we're going to celebrate two years here next week but it's like man at least at least at least in my mind at least guys are enjoying it like we're having a good time and yes life is not perfect um, but I you know I, I hope that the especially our generation of young men that our Christian marriages will turn the tide to say, no, marriage can actually be epic. In fact, it's God's desire and it is cool. Like it is worth it. It's not yeah. the goal. Meaning, so if you stay single, hey, there's no judgment. Because uh, yeah. I think that can also be something that's in the air. But I love to hear when guys are saying, man, I'm actually having a great time in marriage. It's, uh, it's always mm-hmm. encouraging to me. But do talk to me. Uh, one of the big things I really wanted to talk about and as we continue in the journey of Jade Barton, all of his wisdom is... Um, career because i know that's been something that since uh, since even before moving to durban five odd years ago i feel like that's been something that's been on your heart and your mind trying to figure out man how do i do this career thing how do i pursue uh, what i want to pursue so if you can quickly just uh, you don't have to ma- maybe mention names of companies but what, what are all the jobs that you've held up until this point sure so from school, I struggled with with what I wanted to do. I struggled with what what do I love? What am I good at? What do I want to study? Um, I struggled with even the idea of studying. My dad and I had a lot of great, difficult conversations of, Dad, I, I don't want to study. I don't get this thing. Let me work. Let me just go out. And, and what I love about my dad and his advice always is he always gave me great practicals. And, and, oh. and I remember even in school, I'd done really bad at, at one of the subjects. And I was so stressed, so stressed about my dad coming home. And, yeah. and, and obviously, I know he's worked hard for me to be able to have the privilege to study. Um, and he came home and his, his words were simply to me, Jade, I, I want what's best for you. I want what's best for your life. And I know you do as well. And he's like, you can stay under my roof, you can eat for the rest of your life, but I know you or I don't want that for your life. And so I think what I saw, what I realized through that time and 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 with my dad, and he said even afterwards, go go sit and and go search if you can actually get a job with the current qualifications you have. And I looked and I'm like, man, I can't get anything. and so it, it was kind of a journey of me discovering, okay, well, what am I going to work hard at? What do I love? What are my passions? And the only thing I've always been able to answer is I love people. I love people. I love getting to know different types of people, connect with people. And so naturally and quite simply, that turned into sales roles, um, whether it was property companies at first, where I would meet people and try kind of find the right person for a, a property uh, that moved me to to KZN and led to then an, an IT company where it was also connecting with people, uh, building kind of relationships with clients and, and yeah. what have you. Um, but kind of just uh, through those careers, always desired more. I've, I'm, I'm a person that always like wants to learn more, achieve more. I don't want to be stagnant. Mm. I don't want to stay at the same job for a hundred years, or, or if I do, <laughs> then it, I need to be learning more, growing more, yeah. being able to kind of expand myself. Sure. And so even in those companies, I just wasn't fulfilled. I, I didn't feel fulfilled in, in, in what I was doing. And again, in the craziest way, God opened up a door at a liquor company of all things for a disciple to be working at and for a disciple to be doing and I learned a whole lot about being convicted uh, Mm. being the the man I need to be for God in that environment and so again the the way the door opened the way I prayed for the opportunity the way God answered was unreal but then actually being in it trying to figure out and learn, hey, how do I be a light here? What does that look like? And I've hugely struggled with that and and had to fight to learn that. Mm. um, In in what, man, what does it actually look like to be a light in these environments? And then uh, to more recent, and and again, this is crazy because God is crazy in the way he answers. But 
when I was a young kid, I, I prayed about God, like my dream is to do extremely well for you. My dream is to be someone that is not average in my work, that is not average in what I do. My goal, my dream is to excel in whatever I do because you're an incredible father. Yeah. You're an incredible father to me and I want to glorify you. I want to uplift you. And, and I, I dreamed about being able to work with disciples. I dreamed about being able to be in a company where I am pushed to be excellent. Mm. And, and that's led me now to obviously working for St. Rock Media and, yeah. and Kayla Haley. And what an honor, what a privilege to, to work for a company that fights to glorify God and fights to bring excellence into everything we sure. do. So hope that paints a picture of my journey to date. It does. No, it does. I didn't actually realize the, the, the people components. I mean, I knew, I know you and people, I've always known that, but I didn't realize that the way you put it there of like to put people into the right rentals, then to put people, connect people with the right IT that they needed. And then, I mean, even in the liquor space, it was, it was connect people with the right stock so that their businesses could flourish because you were, I need to remember this, off, off con, no, on con, you are on, on con. con there we go, on, there we go. Consumption. Um, so yeah, so very, very cool trend you know, journey and even for you to translate it that way, that actually every junction was about people. Um, yep. And the fondest, well, not fondest, but one of the memories I always will <laughs> never forget is, you know, coming to visit you in Derbs in the early years and you were, you were at that IT company and yes, it was a bit difficult. <laughs> and I remember just, you know, you taking track of like, man, how many Ks am I driving? Like how much petrol yep. do I have and how many cents am yep. I spending on this food? And, and just feeling like, sure, dude, I don't know if this is worth it. Like, I mean, Shelly's a nice girl, but you can move back home and kind of be comfortable. And you just, I remember you had such fortitude to say, no, Reems, this is where I'm at right now, but I'm looking for more. And I'm going to, mm. like you say, you know, I'm going to pursue the next thing and I'm, I'm going to find it. I remember then obviously, you know, the liquor company coming up. And, and, and so I feel like, man, to hear, it, to hear it out of your own, to hear it in your own words, rather, because that's better English, um, it just to me says, man, this, here's a guy who's just been faithful through the journey. That, that at, no, at, in, at every point it wasn't perfect it wasn't easy but at every junction you know you've been faithful through the journey and I and I think of so many young people um, who are maybe early 20s mid 20s even early late teens maybe even early 30s who listen to this podcast and are like man life and work is just so hard like as a Christian mm -hmm. to figure out to figure out where to go and how to work um, is such a challenge um, and yeah. so I just, I think of them and I'm like, man, Jade, what would you say to those people who want to like you pursue excellence in their career, but are like, sure, it's just not simple. What would yeah. your kind of words of encouragement be for them? Yeah, I, um, again, I challenged myself to, to kind of my response and it's something that's not easy for me or any human, mm -hmm. but honestly, what I've seen, what I found again, as someone who's very performance-based, I'm always like, what, what can I do? What can I learn? What can I achieve? Who can I reach out to? Mm -hmm. um, and it's great to dream. It's great to think, yeah. man, I want to be past this. I want to be further on in my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I've heard a lot of very successful. I mean, I, I, love motivational videos or watching people's stories or how they got yeah. to where they got to but a lot of what they say is just do just yeah. just be a person of action and and sure. again you you listen to that in in when I was younger and I was like yeah but I'm doing that why like that doesn't help me that that doesn't mean anything to me but I've learned through that consistency and that attitude of just do just mm. learn more, just reach out more. Um, I've gone to, like, I'm always on LinkedIn. I'm always on Indeed, these, these applications, looking for jobs, seeing what's out there. Um, I've gone to multiple, 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 like different crazy interviews where I've gone to learn, see what's out there. And, and a lot of them haven't worked out. And I'm like, yeah. I can't work there or do that. Yeah. But I'm always learning, always seeing where, man, where can I learn more, get opportunity or use a network to build something. And so I think the, the simple thing is don't like, I, I see a lot of people around me, my age, they, they, they dream big and then a couple of days go by and that's it. Yeah. And there's no action on what that dream was. There's no, there's no tangible step towards that dream. And so I would say to, to anyone, now, again, I'm a firm believer as well that you, there's a lot that's outside of our control. 
there's a lot that and and again I think there's a lot of people that that are wired differently to me and that they look at but wow there's so much outside of my control there's so much that I can't control if this happens I can't control what when this decision is made or what have you and I'm I'm a person that tends to fight to think through what is what is jade control what can I control and so I think with that I'd say in with having the mentality of do think through what is in your control right now and and again patience to see that through just do be put that into action and 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 trust kind of the journey sure amen Hey, quick one, while you listen to this episode, I just want to remind you of a partnership with Good Cup. Good Cup is a South African female-owned coffee brand with a mission to provide good coffee while driving community engagement and service. Good Cup also provides coffee truck event services throughout the city of Johannesburg for special occasions. So if you are having a wedding, an event, or a conference that you require coffee for, please email them at goodcupbrand at gmail.com. And if you love coffee, like I do, uh, then the great news for you is that this partnership allows you to get a discount on any single Origin Coffee purchase that you make on their website. And all you have to do is type in the discount code, code FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, FAITH, uh, on checkout, and it will apply to your purchase. So please go check them out. We'll have links to the business on in the show notes. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Cool. So yeah, dude, I think um, that's super helpful advice when, when it comes to kind of this career path that we're pursuing. I, I do think there is a, uh, an incredible tenacity that you've always had. I mean, I think about all sorts of different endeavors you've done, YouTube channels, this and that. You've always had a sense of let's go, let's go, let's go. Well, the thing that I liked you, that you said the most there, which I think a lot of young people are lacking of late, is probably two things. One is be a person of action but also be a learner. Like I think you know, our generation, I know this is true for me at least. I'm like, I constantly have to stop myself and say, dude, you don't have that much experience in this life thing. Like you're not, yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not on top of the world or something or somehow have figured it all out, you know? So it's that ability to continually say that, man, I'm going to go into situations and just learn and, and be okay with the fact that I am a learner. Um, and obviously it's now led you to work at St. Rock Media. Do you mind giving us, I'm going to put, Kayla's been on the show before, so I put, put that episode in the show notes, but do you mind giving us a, pre, a brief description of what St. Rock Media does and then what you do for them? Sure. So St. Rock uh, kind of started as a digital marketing company about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And so really kind of started with building companies marketing, building their, their strategy, having a plan in terms of how to use these tools, how to use what's what's out there to, to grow. And, and kind of from that, Kayla saw the needs and specifically with, with COVID, the needs to really help the churches with it. I mean, watching some of the Sunday services, um, I think all of us at a stage have, have really cringed and be like, oh man, this is this is rough to watch and be a part of. And so kind of had the idea to, to put on a really great production and, and conference called Quarantine Church Con. Uh, that was, it, the kind of hope was that a couple hundred people would come in and I think it ended up being just over 1,300 or 1,300 if you're American, I've gotten better at saying. Um, <laughs> and so kind of from that, a lot of churches have just expressed, we need, we need help. We want help in this. And a program was born uh, called the CMX program, the Church Media Accelerate program, which started last year. And I have the privilege of building out, heading up that program for this year and and years to come. And so, again, I I kind of come back to this prayer of I want to be excellent for God. Mm. Now I'm heading up a program where our aim, our goal, our fight is how do we use these tools to glorify God? Uh, I think I I still haven't fully grasped that and and the privilege that that is. And then I think with that, how do we put on these these kind of events and, and conferences for companies worldwide is 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 another leg of the business and whether it's their town halls or 
uh, AGM meetings, whatever mm. they, they, their need is. Wow, dude, that is epic. Um, and I think, yeah, we've obviously had this conversation, but I feel like you have one of the, that's an epic job. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says uh, in the world. I feel like that sounds like so much fun. And I think it's so needed. Yeah. Like you say, I think yeah. obviously COVID, we needed it, I think in the church, yep. especially. Um, and I say churches in all church. Uh, but yeah. I think COVID definitely accelerated so much of that need and exposed it in an even greater sense. Um, I want to close with this question on the media side, but from a different angle. Um, as young people, we're obviously on social media, D- different types of social media, some very active. I know there's people who are like, well, I've got a Twitter account, this account, that account, that. Cool. Yeah. And then there's people who are a little bit, you know, somewhere in the middle. And then there's people like me who is, it's like, sure, I only have this uh, very, very thin account that I try to just keep alive uh, because I'm, an, I'm a human being. Um, yeah. But what do you feel like, you know, as people that are members of the church, followers of Jesus, um, and I know not everybody who listens to the podcast necessarily is a follower of Jesus, but just putting it out there. Um, what do you think we can do to leverage these platforms to be able to bring God glory? Yeah, uh, love that. And it's a question I'm asking myself daily. It's a question mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out daily sure. as I kind of advise, help, and, and, and fulfill this role. And I think the simplest answer I've found, and again, it might not be what you or listeners are, are wanting again, but they did a poll on kind of all the social media platforms of what people want. What are they looking for when they look for, for content? Mm-hmm. And it kind of had funny videos, fails, you name it. It had everything on the list. And what came out on top was honesty. Sure. So, so in other words, what people want more than anything is they, they want honest, genuine, real accounts that they can follow. Mm-hmm. And so I think this goes for us as people in general, because I think we've gotten, we've gotten bad at it for some reason. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but we've gotten bad at it. Let's just be, mm. let's just be who we are and let's use that to bring uh, God glory. And I say that as someone who worked as a disciple for nearly four years in a liquor company, I didn't understand what that looked like. How do I, man, if, if <laughs> in these different environments with my colleagues, how, what does drawing them, connecting them to God look like? What does being an example, a light look like? And what I realized after that four years is, hey, just be yourself. Yeah. And through that, they would ask, hey, why are you like this? Why do you do that, Jade? And I didn't force it. I didn't jump down their throat. Um, I didn't like kind of even bring it up. Just over yeah. time, they saw, hey, man, this guy is different he's not mm. normal at first they hated it sure. <laughs> and it took a lot of time for me to earn that respect and an appreciation from them and understanding of who jade is yeah. and i say say all of that to give context of the use of social media use it to be you use sure. it to be all parts of you um it, we can like and that's that's the beauty of creating community creating connection we connect on different things so you might watch my my stuff and i love formula one and sure. daniel ricardo won yesterday so i'm amped Ooh. and i post that <laughs> <laughs> and someone might see that and they're like that's epic that's amazing how I'm going to connect with that person most likely or, or an easier way is through them seeing that at me like, ah, oh, this is amazing. Mm. And through that, I can say, Hey, come, come watch it with me. Sure. And, and, and again, that a friendship, a connection can be built the ability to say, kind of dig into deeper questions or speak through, through my life will come up. So yeah. I think simply for people use the platform to be you be yeah. thinking of man, how do I show th- all of me and and how do I be thinking through being intentional mm-hmm. about how do I be a light how do I build community how do I build yeah. friendships using social media sure dude epic stuff uh, honestly Jed I, I feel like we could we could easily talk for hours and hours and uh, not just because we're friends uh, but I actually think you've got so much wisdom and so much to, to offer people and so much help uh, I've taken tons of notes and and feel like sure, amen. Like <laughs> some of these conversations, we're going to continue offline. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you, dude. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for sharing honestly and vulnerably. Thanks, be, thanks for being an authentic version of you um, and not you know pretending for the podcast listeners. Um, 
And yeah, thank you for making the time. I, I really do uh, appreciate it. And I'm going to end with you where I end with everybody. Um, yep. What do you want to say? What's the, you get the final word. What do you want to say to young people to help them thrive in life as well as in their faith? I think I'll answer that, but I think it's a privilege for me to be here as well. I want to thank you. Thank you for genuinely all you're doing. I think I speak for me and anyone listening. I know when I was driving four or five hours, it was an honor to listen to the content. And, and so I appreciate your perseverance to, to have this podcast and this platform for people to speak um, and really for us to learn from one another. I think the second question is um, easy for me because I'm going to answer what's applicable to me and I hope someone gets something from it. But John 10, 10. Uh, mm. God came for us genuinely to have life to the full. And I think specifically for young teens and, and preteens, I think growing up, I grew up with the stigma that, hey, I miss out on a lot. Mm. I miss out on so much that people at school and in the world and this or that get to have. And I think as I've grown older, I'm like, no ways. Like this is the best life, hands down. Yes, I have pain. I have hurts. I have disappointments. But I've got an incredible father that's mm -hmm. got a plan for all of that. And when I trust in that process, I trust in that pain, I genuinely get life to the full. Sure. I, I have an incredible community of, of different relationships and friendships. I often say, I mean, I was a 15-year-old boy with my one of my best friends being uh, like 30 year old Zimbabwean man. And sure. it's like, what a privilege. Like yeah. that's life to the full that I can connect with men and women, all ages, all different, but like kind of backgrounds and cultures. And so I think for me, really embracing that in your career, in your school, wherever you at, live life to the full. God gives us the privilege to be on earth, to be, to move, to, to work. And so I think go after things and love it. Enjoy the journey. Amen. Thank you very much, Mr. Bata. Thank you for listening. For more thought-provoking conversations, subscribe to the Rima Klale Life and Faith podcast. Please like, review, and share so that we can continue to help others thrive in their life as well as in their faith.